Your call is now live. Hello, everybody. Um, this is Hunter Mark Ward uh, doing this conference call, so I'm very excited to be here. Um, it's always strange when you're doing these calls because I, I wish I could see you and talk to you, and hopefully some of you I, I, I know or have met. Um, and appreciate you taking the time, the uh, the hour for us to all be together. So I will do everything in my power to make this worth your while. Um, just a quick note, star one, if you have a question for me, which I would hope that you do, uh, if you just hit star one, it will put you in the queue for a question. And my goal, and I don't always follow my goals, but my goal for this would be to talk for, uh, you know, 10, 15 minutes, then go to Q&A, then talk for 10, 15 minutes and go to Q&A and, and so on and so forth. So um, I have done these, I don't know how many times I've done these, but but certainly I would say that the more questions that people ask, uh, the better it is. I can only, uh, you know, I, call it pontification. I can only pontificate for so long and uh, don't want to bore you to death. So hopefully we can have an interactive conversation here. Um, so background on me, I have been in the core for, I want to say nine years now. I've been a coach for seven of those years and it has been a uh, fantastic run for me. So I think I, I think I like coaching as much or more than I, uh, than I do doing loans. So um, Typical volume. I'm in the Bay Area, so I, I deal with bigger loan amounts. I think, uh, you know, on average, I'm closing between 140, 120, 140 million dollars a year in loans, and that's anywhere from you know, 190 to 240 transactions a year. So, um, very hard market right now. I think you guys would all agree. Um, the 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 topic of this call is understanding your value to your realtors. Um, and the reason that I wanted to talk about this is I, I think right now um, there is a separation that is going to take place between um, lenders, quite frankly, that survive and thrive and lenders that get kicked to the curb. And I think understanding our value to our business partners and not just, I said here existing relationships, I think that's what they put on the title. To me, it's not, it's not just existing relationships, it's all relationships. And what I really wanna focus on this call, is I'd like to give you some tactics, but I'd also like to cover a lot of just the general mindset that I think we all have to have um, to be purposeful in the activities that we do with our business partners. I think, um, when I'm talking to my level three students and, and, and so many people, the process, you can't survive without process. I heard Todd Screamer say once on stage that, you know, he has a process for every single thing in his life, whether or not it's making breakfast or running his, his company. Um, and I think, you know, I mean, Todd's, he's right on that. And I, I love the idea of having a process for every single thing I do. But I do think that people forget about the purpose of the process. And if you combine having a process and trying to never forget about what the purpose is behind the process, that things are going to go better and better for you. So I will be talking a lot about purpose and process um, 
those of you who've heard me before, it's probably to the point where I'm blue in the face. But um, or, so in any event, purpose and process is something I want to concentrate on today. Um, in order to understand the value that we bring to our referral partners, we need to ask questions. And I think with so many of us, we go into meetings and we want to, I, I picture people, because I see people doing it all the time, they're walking into meetings with a, basically a, a display of information. You know, FHA loan, 0% down, this product, that product. And the truth is, I don't think these people care. If an escrow officer comes in to talk to me and they want to do anything other than ask me questions, I'm not overly interested. I'm not overly interested in whatever product that they have. So I want to focus on the idea of asking questions to understand value. Um, there's a quote, I don't know who wrote it, I don't know who said it, but, but basically it's something I believe in highly. And if you could write this down, because I want you to think about it all the time when you're talking to people, is you are more interesting to others if you are more interested in others. I think we all need to be thinking about that. You are more interesting to others if you are more interested in others. And you can only be interesting by asking questions. You cannot be interesting by talking, in my opinion. If I'm sitting there and I'm interviewing you and I'm talking about you and I'm talking about your family and I'm talking about your business, uh, I'm talking about your goals, I'm talking about your objectives, I'm talking about what you're trying to accomplish, it gives me so much more information to understand where I want the relationship to go, where I want the conversation to go, where I want the communication to go. So I want to talk a lot about the questions that we um, that we're asking our business partners. And again, I don't, some of these questions are, well, all of these questions that I'm going through, they're all relevant to every relationship that you have, whether or not it's an existing realtor that you've worked with for 10 years, or if it's your first appointment. So I will get, I will get into that. Um, the other thing I want us to think about is perceived value versus real value. And it's important for us to not have a false perception of our value to our business partners. Um, I think so many times we think that we are valuable in this area when the business partner doesn't think we're valuable in that particular area or they don't care. Um, there's so many times when I think about people that, that you know they go down this path of this of this topic, this subject, whatever it is, and you don't realize that the person doesn't care about what you're talking about because you never asked them the question in the first place. At the same time, um, perceived value is not always a bad thing. I think if we think about the relationships that we have, I need in this in this conversation, as an example, I need you to perceive my value to you. I need you to believe that I that I have value. But that's only you know in a, in an hour's conversation. That's all that's really going to happen is a perceived value. Once I get going with you, whether or not I'm coaching you, or whether or not I'm I'm, I'm your client, or you're my business partner, whatever it might be, that's when I actually have to show my true value. So. Perceived value and real value, I, I want us thinking about what that means. Perceived value is up front, how you want people to identify you 
Um, real value is once you are in the process, once you are actually in the relationship, and it's what you do on a daily basis to show your value uh, in continuation. So please write that down too. Be thinking, perceived value versus real value. Um, I also want to talk about just at the highest level, what makes a lender valuable to a business partner? And when I think of business partners, I think of, you know, I mean, primarily I'm thinking realtors. I guess you could say, some people would say builders, some people would say financial advisors, CPAs, uh, divorce attorneys, whatever it might be. In general, our business model is that we are going after realtors. And where I want us all coming from, the mindset that I want us all to have, and I say this, I say this on any call I'm on, I say this in, on a daily basis, these words come out of my mouth, which is, my business partners need to believe that they will be more successful with me as their lender. And I say that like what it sounds like to me, if I'm sitting there talking to you and you're my, you're, you're sitting across from me and you are my client, I will flat out say to you, well, if you're my client, if you're my business partner, I will say to you, look, it's my responsibility to have you look at me and to say that I will, that Hunter helps me be more successful than any other lender in the business. And I take, and, and from my side, I take ownership of that. It's not, it's not a sales pitch. It's not a line. It is a belief system that I take with me every day. It's how I show up in my team meetings every single day. It's how I talk to my clients every single day, which is, M, does my business partner believe that I am helping them be more successful than any other lender on the planet? Another way to say it is, does my business partner believe that I am helping them make more money than any other lender on the planet? What I hear people say all the time, they'll take those exact same words, which by the way, is another point that I would like to make. It is not always what we say, it is how we say it. It is not what we say, it is how we say it. It is critical to not use this, in my opinion, as a tagline like, hey, Johnny, you know, it's like, hey, man, I'm going to help you make more money. No, that's not my, my point isn't I'm going to help you make more money. My point is I want you sitting across the table from me understanding how passionate I am and the fact that I'm looking at my success as to whether or not you believe that I'm helping you be more successful. That is a very different approach than, hey, man, I want to help you make more money. So when I'm sitting there with a new business partner that I haven't talked to before, they will tell, you know, it, it, you always get to the point, well, Hunter, this is all great. What makes you more valuable? You, talk, you keep talking about what makes you more valuable. I will say to them flat out, there are things, there are tactics that we have that I believe make us more valuable. And actually, I'm going to get into some of those tactics. But in general, I carry the belief that you need to sit there in your chair and look at me or look at your existing lender relationship and ask yourself the question, who is going to help you be more successful, me or your other person? And my gut tells me that most people don't think like that, which makes me more valuable than them. So I want us thinking about, you always need to have that mindset with your referral partners that you are going to help them be more successful than any other lender on the planet. How you do that, these are all going to be different things. 
they're going to be different based on, sometimes they're going to be a little different on market, sometimes they're going to be different on process, sometimes it's going to be different on whether or not you're throwing money at them, which I'm not a big fan of, but everyone has to have their different values. They have to have their different understanding of what makes them valuable. But the key is, is that you have to understand what makes you more valuable. You have to understand why a referral partner would look at you and say that. But I will tell you this, I, I know this from experiencing it every single day. Your business partners, whether or not they're new or old, when you are coming to them with that message of, I need you to believe that I am going to help you be more successful than any other lender on the planet. It is a perceived value up front, and it is a real value during the relationship. So please be thinking that while you're talking to these referral partners on what that literally just get used to saying that over and over and over again. I need you to believe that I will help you be more successful than any other lender on the planet. So um, with that, I wanted to go through a few things just from a tactical standpoint that I have seen. And I interviewed one of my top realtors uh, for my company about a month ago. She closes 100 plus million a year. Um, and I asked her the question, like, why am I more valuable to you than any other lender? Her number one thing for me is the fact that I blow her up when her clients call me. So as far as giving you just some feedback right now is what I am seeing as my value to people. When, I, when a client calls in, I don't think we express enough. There's assumptions that are made, but we don't express enough on the idea of cross-selling and cross-selling. Cross it's cross-helping each other. Before this call, I was talking to Amy. I was actually talking to Amy's buyer, and Amy's buyer said, Amy referred you to me. And I said, how do you know Amy? She said, we go to the same church. I'm like, okay, great. So you already know her. But I will just tell you this. I know she's sweet and I know she's kind. But if you just look at her volume, she's literally one of the top realtors in this entire market. And I work with a lot of different realtors. And she is amazing. So uh, you probably already know that. But I just I wanted to tell you that because it's important. Amy knows when I got off the phone with the client, I called Amy and I said, Amy, I wish you could hear me on the phone with your clients. This is exactly what I said to her. So Renee, the person that gave me this information in the first place that I interviewed, she flat out said her clients tell her that when they call me, I blow her up. I talk about her team. I talk about their value. I talk about their volume. I talk about what's important. So for all of you, what is your value? If, when I, and by the way, whenever I am talking to a realtor, and a realtor will, it, it happens every time I have a new conversation. The conversation goes fairly well, and they will say, Hunter, you keep talking about how you need to believe that I'm going to help you be more successful. How do you help me be more successful? And at that point, I will always say, I can't explain everything to you right now, but just to give you an idea, I get down into the nuts and bolts of how these relationships work, including I have a better chance of complimenting you, or it's going to sound better if I compliment you than you complimenting yourself. So if we have the opportunity to work together, one of the first things I'm going to talk to you about and then I'm going to talk to my team about is what is it that you want us to concentrate on with your clients so that when they call in, we're talking to them 
about you in the format that you want us to. And I explain to them what that sounds like. I will always, I don't role play with them, but I do quote back to them to say, as an example, I don't know if you know this, but Dana is literally the top agent in her market. Or I don't know if you know this, but John is, he specializes in first time home buyers. He's more passionate about it than anybody. He's a grandpa, so he just, he has this belief that he needs to help out everybody and he's amazing. You play that back to them so that they actually understand what it sounds like that what with what you're saying. A very good friend of mine said, edify. He goes, I'll just, you know, I tell them that I edify them when their clients call. That doesn't mean anything. You need to help people understand exactly what things sound like. So that is literally probably the number one takeaway for me because it's interesting to them is blowing them up for their for their clients. Um, I'm, I'm, I've got a lot more info to go here, but I'm going to go and open this up for questions real quick just to see if anybody has any questions. So you would go star one, I believe, Kevin, uh, and I'm hopeful that there are at least a couple questions out there. So, Kevin, is there anyone uh, asking questions? Um, at this time, there's no one in the question queue. Okay. Just one moment. Let me... There's someone that popped in. Um, you can continue, and I'll grab that name real quick. Okay, cool. Um, the second thing, by the way, you guys, ask me questions. It makes me feel good. Um, that's another note to yourself, by the way. Always ask people questions. It does make them feel good. It gives me an indication that I might not be hitting on all cylinders with you, but ask questions. Um, the other thing is, is providing the referral sources with massive detail on how the conversations went with their clients. And what that looks like for me is I get a document back to my team after every client communication. And by the way, you guys, I am trying to convert, right now especially, I am trying to convert every single lead I can. Rick talks about the fact that there is a misconception on all of us having other people talk to our leads. It is our jobs to figure out these leads and to figure out if they're on track and we have a better ability to convert them than anybody else on our team. So please do not forget that. So I, for one, am literally trying to convert every single lead that I can talk to. So here's questions that I need to get back to my team and I will get back to my team and get back to my referral partner and I will get these over to the core so that you guys can look at them. But this is in a template in my email. How do they know the referral? This causes me to follow the line of questioning to make sure that these people have, that I have the answers because I'm asking the questions. How do they know the referral partner, right? That is a question that I ask every single time. How do they know, how did you meet John? How did you meet Sally? How, where did you guys meet, blah, blah, blah. The second thing I will always say is before I jump in, if you don't mind me asking, what did they tell you about me? And the reason that is, of course, I get to hear, well, they didn't tell me much. They gave me you and three other names. Okay. I hate that. Or I still just go with it, but at least I now know how that referral partner is referring me. And it's a very non-threatening way. Hey, before I jump into this conversation, do you mind just giving me a little background on what they told you about me so I know where to begin as well? It's not, I'm not asking for, did they give me a compliment? Did they give me an insult? Did they give you three other names? They always tell me. And it's, you know, hopefully most of the time it's, yeah, they told me I needed to start with you. They told me that you're the best and, 
that you'll get to take great care of me, uh, or they will say, uh, they didn't give me much. They gave me your name, they gave me a couple other folks. So I know where that goes. Um, the, other, the next question for me to give to my team and my referral partner is personality, personality type. Do they sound like our ideal client? Um, which, by the way, you guys, I'm going to go back on this. I've talked about this a thousand times, but we all need to know what our ideal clients and our ideal referral partners look like. Um, I will tell you right now, I'm just looking at them. So here's Team Hunter Ideal Referral Partner. They communicate and understand our value. They're honest. Send us at a minimum of 12 leads a year. Attract our type of client. Appreciate the team concept. They respect our time. They trust us. They refer us first always. They set expectations with the clients. They let the client know that they use and stick with us, uh, and they will have a better chance of getting a home. Then I go to my ideal client. They listen and understand and appreciate our value. They appreciate our process and want to understand it. They are motivated and organized. Rate is not the single topic that they care about. I understand that I have to be competitive, but it's not the only thing they care about. Responsive to our requests, honest throughout the transaction. They appreciate that we work as a team and that we are here to help. They believe we have their best interest in mind. They have a positive attitude and they are excited. That might sound like pie in the sky, but when you want to talk about, like right now, we're actually getting more leads than we know what to do with, and we prioritize those leads based on the, is this person coming from one of our ideal referral partners, and is this person an ideal client? If they are coming from someone that's not an ideal referral partner, and all they're doing is asking for a rate quote, then they're going to get kicked to the bottom. If there's someone that is from a great referral partner, and they're kind of passing the mustard when I'm having this conversation as to how they are, I'm, I'm interviewing them. So um, per, that's what that means, personality type. Are they first-time home buyers, yes or no? Concerns on qualification. So it helps my team and I understand, is there any issue? I, more importantly, it's making me ask questions that are important to my team and important to my referral partners. Where's the down payment coming from? Areas they're looking at. Did I discuss the team concept with them? so that they understand the expectations that they're going to be talking to me and they're also going to be talking to other people on the team. What are the follow-up steps? Did we discuss any rates or payments? What is their emotional state or specific need? And what is the urgency? So these might sound like whatevers, but if you think about it, if you're giving this information back, imagine, a, imagine you competing against me and someone calls your, someone's lead calls you and they call me and I'm producing this information, I'm having this in-depth conversation, I'm asking all of these questions from a uh, potential client, and then I'm giving this information back to the business partner in email and in conversation. It's valuable information that I'm giving back to them. So, and I'm telling you from proof, they love it. So, um, Kevin, was there a question that came in? Uh, absolutely, we have several questions. Our first okay. question will come from Lawrence. Lawrence, your line is open. Hi, how you doing? Um, I was actually just kind of looking at that that statement. You know, I need you to believe that I'll help you be more successful than any other lender. Um, I'm new. I'm less than a year into being a lender, um, and I, I get like a lot of. You know, I'm already working with someone, or you know, just obviously I need to believe that when I say it. But you know, I haven't obviously used that yet because it's the first time I've heard it. Um, usually when I'm talking to people, they usually, the first thing they're going to be asking me is, like you said, rate, you know, what do you have for 
FHA or whatever program you have. And that's like the first thing that I hear from a lot of real estate agents. Um, so I should try to segue into saying that, but what do I do on like objective wise? You know, what do I, you know, they might not be a fit for me, but I don't even get to that part. They want to talk products, rates, you know, closing costs, things of that nature that, you know, if they go somewhere else, they might find a better option. <clears throat> okay. So it's a great question. And it's also, it, you know, it's easy for me to say what I say because I believe it in myself. And so, and because I've been around a little longer, I focus on bigger numbers and this for you, your like what makes you more valuable. And this needs to be true by the way. So I, I'll just call you out on it and I'm sure it is true, but it's like, because you are newer, you are willing to do like, I've, I've told uh, a buddy of mine that used to work on my team and now he's out on his own brand. And I still help him even though we're competitors and it's like, I talked to him, it's like, dude, your value is the fact that you're willing to do an open house on a Saturday or Sunday. You're willing to take calls throughout the day. You're willing to take a lead at eight o'clock at night when I'm sitting there with my family. So you're focusing on that being a value for you at this stage in your career. You're willing to work harder than any other lender because you're passionate about the business. You've only been in it, uh, you know, whatever. I don't know that you need to concentrate on how long you've been in it, but it is what, like, if they call you, you are going to respond because you are ready to rock it. Where other lenders are getting long in the tooth, they're a little used to the process, you're passionate about what you're doing. As it relates to the conversation with the buyers, um, and I don't, are you talking about buyer conversation or are you talking about realtor conversation? Just realtor conversations right now. Okay. So don't worry. I mean, don't let realtors in the nicest way possible. I will say to a realtor, Hey, you know, I, I know I want to get you as educated as you want to be. And I also, I can only imagine, you know, you probably would get really frustrated if I, I want to make sure from your perspective too, that I'm staying in my lane only because I know, I know the finance side of it, you know, better than anybody, you know, the real estate side of it better than anybody. So are there specific questions that when we're not talking to the clients that you want me to answer as it relates to pricing, as it relates to fees, as it relates to products? So to me, it's like giving them a, a, a nudge to not like you stay in your lane and I'll stay in my lane. I think that's honestly, from a communication standpoint, one of the things that we always need to work on is how you get people, how you get people to do what you want them to do with your words. And it's not, I mean, it won't happen overnight. You need to, it will, it will take work, but the more you focus on them staying in their lane and you staying in your lane, the better that relationship will be. Does that help? Or, and if it doesn't help, tell me. No, no, it definitely does. It, it's uh, I feel like I started going blue in the face talking about all the different, you know, programs that we have. And then I'm like, all right, where are we going with this conversation? So I think, like, like you said, kind of nudging them and guiding that conversation will help. Yeah, so, and the other thing is, is have an understanding with where you want to go with the conversation, which is understanding your value. And it's something that I wanted to keep talking about, which you're like, you need to have nuggets to say to them, hey, you know, I've got every product on the planet, right? We all do. It's a commoditized world out there as it relates to this product, that product, zero down, three and a half percent down, FHA, credit scores, blah, blah, blah. What I want to do is impact your conversion ratios. That's something that we all should be saying every day. I want to impact your conversion ratios. Meaning if a client is going to come into your door and you're going to give them my name, 
they are going to buy a house and they are going to use me to do the loan and they are going to use you to buy the house. Now, if we talk about what changes the conversion ratios, that's a different conversation. That is how I refer you, how we talk about each other, how we support each other. That's one thing. Another thing is the amount of touches that we have. I send a thank you card every single time I meet with one of your clients. I send a pre-approval gift every single time I meet with one of your clients. I call them to make sure that they're okay with the process and ask them point blank, are they okay with the process? Every time I talk to them, I make sure that they're in communication with you, which means I'm reaching out to you when I, after I have a conversation with them. Those things make us convert more opportunities together, and that's why I'm more valuable than someone else. Does that make Thank sense? You. Yes. Okay. So, so have the goals, but, and by the way, you'll identify more. I mean, the more you listen to core CDs, the more you do all this, like, you'll have an arsenal of things of value, and you can see the reaction and the response from these people, new and old, when you're talking to them. And the one thing that I will just continue to say to everybody is the one thing that always comes back, the biggest bang for the buck, is when I say to them, it's critical for us to understand how you want us to refer when they call in. What is it that you want us to say about you? Because us bragging about you is better than you bragging about yourself. And they, it's because it's about them, right? So just, just know, know that one. Um, by the way, the other thing I will say, just as far as just, uh, I hate saying align, but I think it's important because it also gets reaction from people, is when you're handing me your lead, I look at it like you're handing me your livelihood on a silver platter. And that's how I treat it. That's how I think about it. It's how my team thinks about it. It's how my underwriters think about it. And I don't believe that's how my competition thinks about it. So I'm always, I don't need to poop on the competition on an individual basis, but I always want them comparing my communication and my conversation with them compared to someone else. Because I know that someone else, more than likely, doesn't give a crap and they're just going through the motions. And that's why I mean, too, I think, I don't know if I've already said it or not, but it's, it's, it's how we say things. It's not just what we say, it's how we say it. So I uh, hope that helps. Next question. All right. Our next question will come from Greg. Greg, your line is open. Um, hi. My question is, regard, is in regards of um, the first topic you were speaking of when it comes to building up the referring source or the agent, like edifying them. Do you suggest or recommend that we do that for every referral that we get or just for the, our ideal realtors? Well, I think um, it's a good question. I, I think as far as getting used to it, you do it for every – you get used to having the conversation. Some of – all of this stuff to me is just training. Like even when I, when I first started in the core, right, I had a dialer, and he was booking me appointments for every single realtor that would, was willing to talk to me. They could close two loans a year or t two purchases a year, and I would meet with them because I was honing in my skills on how to communicate with people and what what – feedback I'm getting based on what I'm saying. So for now, like if this is new to you to do this, yes, I would be talking to every single realtor that you can. Like if I was giving you a task, a homework assignment, I would say, 
if you have 10 realtors to call or 20 realtors or 40 realtors to call, however many you have even a remotely close to a relationship with, you can call them and say, um, hey, Janelle, it's Hunter over at RPM. I've been getting a lot of success. I've noticed our, my conversion ratios with other business partners going up in part because I'm complimenting them based on what they want me to concentrate on with their clients. So if I had to ask you what you would want me to say when a client calls in and tells us that you referred them, what is it that you want me to say about you? Got it. That sounds, that sounds good. It makes perfect sense. Thank you. Yeah, and it doesn't matter, like, at that point – now, by the way, you got, I mean, this is also really important. It has to be real. It has to be sincere, and it has to be authentic, and you actually have to do it. So you have to – like, when someone's writing – like, we have a realtor client file for our realtor partners on when they tell us how they want us to refer that we're talking about that. My team and I, whether or not you're by yourself or you have one person or five people on your team, we will literally sit there and say – what it is in a team meeting, what Janelle wants us to focus on, what Dana wants us to focus on, what Kyle wants us to focus on. And I can hear my team outside of my office when someone calls in talking about them. So just know that it matters. I mean, it, it really matters. So if you say you're going to do it, then do it. And it's also, you know, it's hard enough to fill out greatness trackers, but we make it too hard. To be able, like what I told you about what I just did with Amy, that literally just took place 45 minutes ago. I talk to the client, and then I get to call Amy, tell her, yeah, I loved you, told her how great you were, told her about the numbers. I wish you could, one of these days you got to just be on mute for one of these calls so you can hear how much I blow you up. Amy feels good about that, right? So next question. All right. Our next question will come from Chris. Chris, your line is open. Chris? Your line is open. No, Chris. All right. I will move on to April. April, your line is open. Yeah, hi. I have a question. I've, I, I'm kind of newer to the business as well, and I live in a very small town, so I have to do twice as many deals to make the kind of money that I'd like to be making. So there's one major realtor here, and then there's a bunch of smaller realtors, I would say. And, I've, of course, I've been doing all that I can to try and connect with this larger realtor. And, I mean, she knows she's the best. I mean, we live in a small town. Everybody knows she's the best. So, I, you know, I'm trying to do all that I can to get in with her. Well, she finally, around December of 2018, gave me the opportunity to co-partner with on her Zillow account. Now, she's making me pay, well, not making me, but I, I pay $250 a month for this thing. And I, I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm not really getting the amount of leads that I need to even cover the $250 a month. I don't really know how to go about this. I, I don't want her to, I don't want to offend her if I just come to her and say, you know, even if I did one deal a month with her, you know, that would cover a lot of the expenses. I mean, she's just not really throwing anything my way. The Zillow deals aren't very good. And I, I just don't know how long is long enough to say, you know, because like I said, we're a very small town. I don't want to tick her off. 
but I can't, it, 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 eventually, long-term, I can't afford this. She's not sending me any deals. It's $250 a month. I mean, it's just crazy. How many other people does she do this with? One other person, me and one other lender, who she uses primarily are the only two that we each pay 250 separately. So when you pull her up on Zillow and you inquire about a property, it'll be him one time and then it'll be me the next. Okay. Um, so here's a couple things I would tell you on this. One is one person doesn't control an entire market, no matter how small the market is. So don't worry about that. You, the other thing I would say from, a, and, and this is huge on mindset, and it's part of what I talk to my referral partners about. I am not interested in being one of your vendors. I want to be your business partner. It's not a line. I mean it. I believe it. I want to be a business partner, and a business partner is equal, and a business partner can have direct communication when things aren't working. I do have a couple of Zillow relationships only because I had a successful relationship with these people any already, and they asked me to participate, and I said, okay, I will. But with that comes, hey, I'm spending this money on Zillow. Can we get together once a month and review whether or not it makes sense for us to continue, which is what I would do with her. And if she doesn't like it, then don't worry about pissing her off. Because the, the other thing I was going to say is you weren't getting business with her. You weren't getting business from her before, and you're not getting business from her now, except now you're writing checks for 250 a month. So exactly. depending on your – it's okay for you to have a very direct conversation to say, hey, look – um, I want to. I, I'm happy to spend the money on Zillow. Although personally, I'm not. I, I don't think it's ever a good idea to get into a relationship on money. But you're there now. So it's can we review how we're doing once a month or once every two months to make sure that this makes sense for both of us? That's a very fair conversation for you to have with her. Okay, that sounds great. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. The other thing I would say, by the way, is these bigger realtors, and I now have probably. I have four different realtors that do a hundred plus million a year and they all took time. They don't, it's not like, it's not some line that you drop on them. They come, every single one of them have come from me crushing it on the listing side. So I was on the buy side. They were on the listing side. I did everything I was supposed to do. I proactively attacked them on the pre-approval. I called them to say, Hey, look, I wanted to make sure you understand I'm on the other end of this deal. We've got a great buying agent. We've got great clients. They're committed to us. They're committed to this house. I'm happy to talk to your sellers if there's any concerns, but just want to let you know if you accept this offer, you will have a great experience. And then I call them every Tuesday and I update them and then I ask them for a cup of coffee at the end. Sometimes they say yes. Sometimes they say no. One of these relationships took two years, but finally the B of A person crapped the bed and I took over the relationship, and now, I mean, this gal closes $235 million last year in business, and I've been working with her now for six years. It took So everything, you know, you got to just keep doing what you're doing, which is one of the things I wrote down as far as what makes us valuable. Consistency makes us valuable. It's not one-liners. It's not – it's consistency. So um, any other questions? At this time, there are no questions. Cool. Okay, so um, keep going. So what makes us valuable? Um, I'm going to run through what – I'm just going to write 
read what I wrote down as far as what makes us valuable. Blowing up your realtors, understanding what they want us to say about them, it makes us valuable. That's number one. Providing the massive detail on how uh, the conversation went with the leads is number two. Gratitude and gifting is number three. My, literally, my son of mantra, my, my, my team are everything that we're doing in 2019 is around gratitude and gifting. If people feel that they, you have gratitude for the opportunity to work with them, you will work with them more. And with gratitude comes gifting. And I mean as simple as a handwritten, a well-done handwritten thank you card. Um, someone's talking about a book, you send them a book. Just be purposeful with gifting to people. Um, communication process. They understand the communication process. They understand how you handle their leads. Do you call their leads three times, five times, seven times, ten times? How do they want you? to handle their leads, right? I will say to a huge person, if they send me an organic lead that's their next door neighbor or something, they don't want me stalking that person and pounding them 10 times inside of five days. If it's some kind of an internet lead or it's someone from an open house or something, they, want me, they might want me to be more aggressive with that lead. For them to see that level of detail and how I communicate with them and what they want from me is important to them. And then what I said uh, the last time was consistency. You need to be, everyone can be great once. It's a question of whether or not you're great the majority of the time. We're all humans and we're going to screw up, but it is about being, consistency is the, I mean, like I read books on parenting. I, re, I read books on everything. And as far as long-term stability, it has to do with consistency. So just know that I have gone through this many of times, and I can tell you from my best referral partners, those are the things that make us valuable. Um, okay, so now I want to go into questions. This started off originally as goal planning for the year. And what I realized is it's not goal planning for the year. It's goal planning. It's, not, it's just understanding what people need by asking questions. So I wrote down, uh, I think it's, I've got 10 questions um, that I want to talk to referral partners about. And what I want you to be thinking about is it doesn't matter if they're new. It doesn't matter if they're old. I keep this, I don't write this, I don't write all the answers to this as I'm walking through it with them. Sometimes I'll have it in my car and when I go come back from a cup of coffee, I'll take some notes. Um, but here are the questions. So I need to understand what my business partner's goals are what, like literally, what are they trying to do, and are they interested in my feedback? So when I'm sitting there talking to someone at a coffee, if it's a newer relationship, I will be saying to them, what are you trying to accomplish, right? Some people are trying to make as much money as they can. Some people are trying to close two or three deals a month and have a better lifestyle and have some extra spending cash. Um, what is it that you're trying to accomplish? It's a simple question, right? That's what it sounds like. Do you want my feedback, right? I would love to be in a relationship with you. I am a believer that I, I, like my clients and I, I don't want to be a vendor to my business partners. I want to be a business partner. Is this type of conversation interesting to you? Sounds crazy, but I'd flat out just say stuff like that. It gets people thinking. Um, I need to understand what the top five priorities are for the year. Do they know what those are? And if they don't, 
do they want my help to discover them through asking the right questions? Again, I understand if you're on your side of it, you're going, Hunter, I'm not, I, I'm telling you right now, I ask these questions and it creates very big dialogue with you and someone else and it gets rid of the surface level crap that we all deal with. You get into what they're trying to accomplish. One of my best realtors and a monster, her top five priorities, four of them had to do with her family. We're sitting there, I'm thinking we're gonna do business planning and all of a sudden she starts talking about making sure that her kid gets into the right school because he's got some learning challenges, um, family's got some weight issues, they're working on some weight issues, they've got some health issues, they've got blood pressure issues, and then number five was closing 35 deals for the year. Her average price point's huge, but in any event. So understanding what their priorities are. Um, I need to understand what their business model is and if we fit into it. So the person that asked the question on Zillow, that is not what I am looking for. I have no interest in some monster mega whale realtor that has four Zillow relationships. And if I'm willing to write a check for five grand a month, then that's how I get in the door. For me, that's just an automatic, it's not interesting to me and it's okay. And it takes the emotions out of it to understand. With that being said, you still need to understand what everyone's business model is. How are they trying to, are they door knocking? Are they, uh, are they doing mailers? Are they doing what open houses? Are they, whatever it is, you need to understand that because it allows you to go back and talk to them about it after you have this information. Um, imagine me sitting there talking about talking to someone about uh, the fact that they're going to a, uh, they're focusing on first time home buyers, they're focusing on open houses, and then I send them a CD from someone in the core or a book, whatever, about that exact subject. Like that is how you lock in relationships. Um, I already said this, but I need to understand if it's a business relationship that they are committed to, do they consider me a business partner or just another vendor? I, it's literally number six on my question list. Do they consider me a business partner or do they consider me a vendor? So if I've been in a relationship with someone, if, I understand if I've been in a relationship with someone for three to six months, I might still be a vendor. It's my job to convert them to be a business partner. But if I'm a couple of years into the relationship and I just don't like the way it makes me feel, then I might punt or I might have a direct conversation with them to say, hey, look, you know, I, I've always believed in the concept of having a bunch of business partnerships that are way more fun to me than feeling like a vendor. And I'm wondering how you think about me right now. And is there anything we can do to change that if you think I'm a vendor? So number seven, what type of input do they want from me? Business planning, time blocking, hiring, leadership, structure, culture, et cetera. The reason I put this in here is not everybody wants everything. So I was going around and doing, you know, I'm having these, uh, my top realtors, I'm going to all of them saying, hey, you guys, I'm going to, you know, we're going to do business planning. And then we're going to sit down and record her. We're going to see if we're tracking. We're going to see if there's results. We're going to see how we're doing together. We're going to see if we're helping each other be more successful. And one, one guy, Alex, just looks at me and says, Hunter, here's the deal, buddy. I love you. You're my guy. All I need to do is sit down, have a glass of wine with you four times a year, and I'm good. I don't need to talk about leads. I don't need to talk about this. I don't need to talk about that. He's not interested in that. So I think sometimes when we talk about the purpose versus the process, we get in process mode where you just want to send crap to every single person the same way and they're not all the same people and you're turning some people off. 
So you have to be aware of what people want from you and what they don't want. And don't always give people what, you still gotta push the envelope. I'd rather have people tell me, hey, Hunter, you know, I, I get enough of this, whatever. But be aware of what people want and what they don't want. You don't need to turn people off. Um, who is my competition? What other lenders are you sending business to and why? And again, it doesn't, it might sound like a hard conversation. It's not, it could, I mean, I simply say, hey, look, I know you have other options out there right now. I'm curious to how I stack up against the competition. Are you using any other lenders right now? And by the way, when you do this, you stop talking. It's not defensive. You simply ask a question and you stop talking and you wait for the answer. Why is it that you're using Wells? Why is it that you're using B of A? You get different feedback. Some people don't like, they, and of course everyone thinks that we're brokers versus bankers, but regardless, some people want to deal with a big bank or they already have a banking relationship or they have amazing interest rates, whatever it is. At least I know what I'm dealing with. I, my biggest business partners, I know where, they're, where else they send business. I just, I want to know that. Um, the other question is, how do you refer us today? So I will say to somebody, just like the question I asked you on, uh, you know, Janelle, this is what I say about you. I'm not asking, I'm not looking for you to tell me from a compliment standpoint what you tell your uh, clients about me, but just so we're on the same page, do you have a set script? Do you have some kind of a email template that you use, or do you just give them my name and tell them to call me? Because I have found that if we do X, Y, and Z together, the conversion ratios will go up. Um, I then ask them, do you want to be invited to my happy hours? Do you want to, do you want to be invited to lunch and learns? Uh, I send out this thing called Sunday Thoughts. Do you want to receive the Sunday Thoughts? This is what it is. Um, and if I'm already sending them to you, do you read the Sunday Thoughts? So I ask these very direct questions and it absolutely when you have this conversation and you have this communication I look at this like a little project every day so I try to when I'm having conversations with people some of these people are great I mean I just talked to a, a gal her husband the, the same gal who's my, my biggest producer her husband's dad just passed away and he's in the Midwest right now I just talked to him I mean like we're in relationship but I still need I don't ever want to assume that I know the answers to the questions that I just went through with you guys um, and I'm telling you right now if you focus on having conversations around these topics they're bigger conversations than your competition is having and it helps you identify who your business partners are and who they are not it also helps you identify what type of conversations you want to have with potential business partners because if you're having these conversations, you are going much deeper, I can promise you, than your competition is. So um, the core has these questions from me. So you can access, the, they have the questions, they have the notes on the, um, you know, how do they know the referral, the personality type, first time home buyer, concerns on qualifications, the core has all of that stuff. So um, I'm hopeful this is helpful for you. I've got another, nine minutes um, for questions. So, Kevin, are there, are there, you just hit star one if you want to ask a question. So, Kevin, are there any questions in the queue? Uh, we do have questions in the queue. Um, we have Chris back in the queue. Um, Chris, your line is open. Sorry, guys, for the earlier um, 
MIA, but Hunter, thank you so much. I'm so glad I took time to be on this call. Super good value. One personal question if you want asking, um, what's, what do you consider a good conversion ratio if you're looking to convert every lead in, in 2019, March? Uh, I would cons well, uh, as, as far as from lead to close, I will be beside myself if I can get to 30%. What about lead to I app? Think, uh, lead to app is 60%. 60%, okay. I don't know what it's going to look like after the app, but lead to app would be 60%. So the thing, you know, one thing I want everyone to think about too, it's like when you think about measuring a lead, like I know, in, and this is interesting, 2017, every lead that I have was, was worth $1,175. And every lead that I had in 2018 was worth $1,145. So it's kind of crazy that there's only a $30 difference in a two-year period of time on the value of a lead. And when you think about, can, you know, if I can just convert, I don't, I mean, you know, if I'm getting 100 leads a month, I don't need more than that. I, what I need to do is get my conversion ratios up. If I get my conversion ratios up, I mean, great stuff happens. So, I'm. We need to talk to we need to talk to our business partners about conversion ratios all the time. Mm. Make sense? Yes. And I have one more question for you, if you don't mind. If you don't mind. Um, yeah. Earlier in the conversation, you mentioned around um, blowing up the agent and you know adding value and edifying. Do you? go as far as having some of the team do that as well, like an LP2, or is it just um, you as the LO doing this? No, absolutely. I talk to my business partners. And by the way, another thing too, I mean, it depends on where we are in our businesses, but having a business partner sit in on one of your team meetings is also a very healthy exercise. Um, but what I do tell people, I would say, hey, Chris, you know, just so you know, the, what how I handle this is – I want to know from you what you want me to talk to your clients about. So let's talk about that now. And by the way, some people will say, well, I don't, I don't really know. And I will hold them accountable to say, Chris, dude, if someone's going to call in, we need to be able to say something great about you. So let's just create it now if you don't know what it is. That is making someone change, which makes you more valuable than someone else. But once we identify what those things are, I'm going to talk to my team about it in our team meeting tomorrow. We're going to write it down. We're going to put it in your folder. And when people call in, we will make sure that we hit on these points. So that's how serious, that's how detailed I am. Because I want them to understand. I want them thinking, geez, these guys are freaking dialed. Mm -hmm. Right? So... And by the way, you got, another thing that I would like just for you, for everyone to talk about something I, I, I actually didn't steal this one. I actually think I created this one, which is what, what I call the commoditization line. And if you draw a commoditization line and then you number it one through 10, just 10 slots and 10 being you are the ultimate commodity, which basically means you're an online lender. You don't talk to clients. You just whatever, shelf paperwork. And if they use you, they use you. Everything I do, I want to try to get down the commoditization line. So talking to people live, uh, sending a handwritten thank you note, updating a referral partner, bragging about a referral partner to the potential client, um, 
you know, reaching out to a listing agent, helping them understand that that's the type of stuff we do every single time an offer is being submitted. I'm never going to be a zero on the commodity. I would love to be a zero on the commoditization line. But if we can get ourselves from a 10 to a 5 or a 10 to a 2 or 10, I mean, even a 10 to an 8, it's helpful. And that's what a – if we can bring down the commoditization line, we're going to bring down the – we're going to bring up the conversion ratios. Awesome. Cool. Thanks, Chris. Yep. Anything else, Kevin? Uh, yes, we have one final question, and that question will come from AJ. AJ, your line is open. Hey, Hunter, can you hear me? I can. Um, first of all, Dynamite stuff, I really appreciate it. I've got some questions on, it seems like you've given some lists here, and you said that they're available at core training. So I was going to email Heather, for example, at support at the core, and I'm wondering what lists am I asking her for? So I like the list uh, of your ideal referral partner, your ideal yeah, client. I don't think what I said that to the them, but yeah, so that's that's great. So ideal referral partner, ideal client. Uh, ideal client. Um, it sounds like you have like a top seven or eight things that you're saying to the realtor. Yep. yep. And um, that they have, which is basically, and and all that looks like it. It started off as my 2000. 19 business planning document and then it morphed into something else so that's what that is and then the other thing you need is the template that i give to my referral partners and my team members after every single conversation to make sure that i because i'm sure like everybody and trust me i'm not perfect at this and it drives them nuts is i don't update them on the conversation that i had with the client and then they don't know how to handle it and then they get frustrated with me so if i get them all of the information on the on this basically this client template we call it the lp2 update template if i get them this information or we have a much better chance of having success and having a smooth handoff um regarding the client so that's what you need cool thank you sir sure is that it yes that sir. is it at this time we have no other questions Okay, awesome. Well, you guys, I'm hopeful that this was valuable. Um, yeah, that's it. I hope this was valuable. Take, I mean, I, 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 I'll just leave with we need to be purposeful with our communication with our clients and our referral partners, and we're always going to get a poop load further by asking questions as opposed to talking about your stuff. And if we ask enough questions, then we actually do know what is of value to them. And then we know what information to give back to them based on our own business. Um, and then for the new guy, I would also say, don't ever worry about the fact that you're new or that someone else does more business. More business is not necessarily better business. And when you're newer, you're going to have a tendency to care more and people are going to feel that. And you just, you focus on your strengths don't worry about what someone else is doing. So that's what I would say there. And uh, I really appreciate everyone giving me the time and hope everyone has a great rest of the week. This officially ends the call. You may now disconnect.